Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Rest Hello, Jesse. Hey, Edwin, how you doing? I am doing fantastic. Glad you could sit in here with us today as we're continuing our look at Psalm 46. I hope you were able to listen in on what we talked about with the waters roaring and the mountains crumbling and all of the world coming to a cataclysmic end, and yet this psalm is not, um, it's not a lament. It's a praise. Actually, these are good things that we're going to see in this psalm. So um, what have you got there to read for us? What translation are you going to be reading from today? Right, we're going to be reading out of the New English Translation. All right, go ahead and read that for us. Let's get in. So it says, God is our strong refuge. He is truly our helper in times of trouble. For this reason, we do not fear when the earth shakes and the mountains tumble into the depths of the sea. When its waves crash and foam and the mountains shake before the surging sea, the river's channels bring joy to the city of God, the special holy dwelling place of the Sovereign One. God lives within it. It cannot be moved. God rescues it at the break of dawn. Nations are in uproar. Kingdoms are overthrown. God gives a shout. The earth dissolves. The Lord who commands armies is on our side. The God of Jacob is our protector. Come, witness the exploits of the Lord who brings devastation to the earth. He brings an end to wars throughout the earth. He shatters the bow and breaks the spear. He burns the shields with fire. He says, stop your striving and recognize that I am God. I will be exalted over the nations. I will be exalted over the earth. The Lord who commands armies is on our side. The God of Jacob is our protector. Thank you very much. So certainly we... I want to talk today, I want to get into talking about this nation's raging and how that paralleled the idea of the waters and and the foam and the mountains crumbling. But uh, hey, since you're joining me here today, I want to throw it to you. What are some of your first impressions just about this psalm that that you're getting from it? Well, the first thing I kind of noticed is this tripartite structure. Uh, There's there's three verses here, at least the way I see it. We've got one through three, uh, four through seven, and then six through 11 in those verses. Or they, and they make stanzas, right? And so the first stanza focuses on God's dominion over um, earth and, and her features. So the waves, the mountains, the sea, the depths of the sea. Mm. Uh, and then we focus in a little more. The next stanza focuses on the nations, the kingdoms, uh, and it's the Lord who commands armies against them. With, and then, with a specific emphasis on the city of God in the midst right, of that. Right. Yeah, okay, cool. And then we get even closer in. We, we, we look a little closer and we see that the Lord is going to shatter the bow, break the spear, and burn the shields with fire. And so we go from very wide focus to very close up, okay. very personal. Very good. And that's very interesting. And of course, you've got this this word that we have no idea what it means. And folks, the Salah, Salah I, I don't even know how to pronounce that word probably some type of musical notation that might set the stage, especially for that three parts, because at the end of verse three, we find that, and at the end of verse seven, and then at the end of the psalm itself. Uh, that that marker is not necessarily supposed to demonstrate to us the uh, structure per se. Again, we don't really know what that means, but it certainly ties in with this structure that you've laid out, and I really like that picture. It's like like when you have a movie that starts off and the camera's out in space looking down on the earth. And as it comes in, you're seeing the waves crashing, but then you come into the actual 
country or nation, and then it zooms in on the actual person that we're going to be dealing with in the movie or the couple or the family or whatever. So we'd, we'd have that kind of walking through. So that's really cool. Thanks for sharing that with us. Psalm 46 here. Yesterday, Andrew and I talked about that issue of the waters and the mountains, so that kind of worldwide look at the world coming to an end, but the psalmist saying we're going to take our refuge in God. I'd like to jump to that second stanza that you brought up where it zooms in a little bit more, and it's more about the cities and the nations and the parallel. So in the first stanza, it's the waters roaring and foaming and raging. And now in the second stanza, it's the nations raging and the kingdoms tottering. What do you make of that? Well, I think it, it, you know, certainly it's talking about its own current time, but the, the way that the, 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 the sentence reads to me, it's that nations are constantly in uproar. Kingdoms are always being overthrown. That it's something that these people were used to seeing and that maybe we should be used to seeing as well. Well, that certainly seems to be the case around us. That There's always, uh, I think yesterday Andrew brought up watching the evening news, and there's always something going on. Somewhere there's a coup, somewhere there's a rebellion. We, even here in our own nation, we hear about riots, and we hear about protests, and we hear about miscarriages of justice, and we hear about uh, attacks, and all of these things that can be taking place. And, and then when it becomes even worse is when we start recognizing that some of those attacks are even on God's kingdom. And that's when it begins to be scary for us. Um, I, I don't know. My mind is going in a couple of different directions on this. Maybe we should back up, though, and, and start at the beginning of that stanza because it is, is it a beautiful statement as it talks about. It moved from the roaring, foaming, raging waters of the seas and the oceans and says, though, in the midst of all of that, there is a river whose streams make glad the city of God which takes us all the way back. Yesterday, we went back to the Exodus and we went back to the flood. This one actually takes us all the way back to creation where you had the waters roaring, you had the chaos, but God brought it to order. And when he brought the land forth and he planted the garden for Adam to be in, he made sure that that garden was watered by rivers. And it mentions four of them there, but it certainly was what paved the way for all of those trees to grow, for the tree of life to grow. Yes, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil as well. But here was this river that made the city glad. And now the son of Korah here is is bringing that to mind for the city of God in Jerusalem, the holy habitation of the Most High. God's in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. But now all of this other is going on, the nations raging, the kingdoms tottering. I think you're right. Whatever was going on then, we're not supposed to see that as this was happening for them, then God fixed it, and now forever after that, the kingdoms are all in line and the nations are all just submissive. We're going to continue to see that happening for generations even to today. Would you agree with that? Right. A lot of people would call this psalm a song of Zion, Mm. and and. For me, the common thread between those songs of Zion is that they all make the point to say, this is what Zion, this is what God's holy city looks like, and then this is the other nations. This is the, the, this is the opposite. Mm. And so we're, we're encouraged to look at this and say, yeah, I want 
my place to be this city of Zion. And then it informs us how to tell which places are not. Okay. All right. Yeah, which places are not, where the raging and the tottering is going on. And of course, when we've got the nations raging, we can take comfort that at the end of that, what's actually going to happen is God's voice is going to be heard. As the nations are raging, we may think that it's too loud for God's voice to be heard, but but in the end, God's voice is going to be heard, and the earth is going to melt. I, I don't think that this is a reference to final judgment. I think this is just the idea that God comes in, and, and just like we've had these metaphors of the world coming to an end, he's pointing out all these nations that are raging against God, God wins. God wins. God always wins, which of course gets back to what we were learning yesterday. I need to take refuge in God. Go ahead. Maybe let's talk a little bit about how these nations are so different from what God's nation would look like. Go for it. So if, if the place we're in is in uproar and the people are contentious, if nobody's focused on what God's doing and nobody really cares what he's told us to do, then we're not in one of these uh, cities of Zion. Okay. And so if we are getting caught up as Christians, as churches, in the uproar, in the raging, we're not taking our refuge in God's city of Zion. Is that what you're positing for me here? Yes. And so if we start taking our lead, if we start taking our cues for how to behave from the people in the world around us who are raging and in an uproar, we have actually become friends of the world as opposed to staying true and faithful to the Lord our God. 100%. James calls that adultery. You adulteresses, do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Therefore, anyone who strives to be friends with the world is an enemy of God. So we've got to be careful here. So there's two things that I'm thinking about. First of all, I, I, I go back to Israel, and for all that all the benefits they didn't have and the blessings they didn't have that we do, there was one thing that was going on for them is that Israel was their earthly nation and it was their God's kingdom. It was their heavenly nation as well, well as well at the same time. For us, members of Christ Church, we we have our earthly nations that we're a part of. Mine, of course, and yours here in the United States of America. But this podcast is going all over the world, just people listening to it everywhere. And so there are a lot of different nations that that could represent. But then our heavenly kingdom is, in fact, the heavenly kingdom. It is Christ's kingdom, which has infiltrated the world, but has not taken over the world. So for Israel, when they were supporting their earthly nation, they were supporting their heavenly nation. For us, that is not the case. Certainly. The United States is not the kingdom of God. Great Britain is not the kingdom of God. Russia is not the kingdom of God. China is not the kingdom. I mean, I could just, you know, all, all down. It's none. These are not the kingdom of God. And so the mistake that I can make, the mistake that I can make is that if I see my earthly nation having problems and I start getting worried and fretting and frustrated about all of that, I might then think, oh, no, God's kingdom is crumbling when that's not the case. Would you, would you agree with me on that? Certainly. So, so if the United States of America crumbles, God's kingdom has not crumbled. What, what's happening to God's kingdom if, if our earthly nation crumbles? 
really it's just being proven right what is told in the psalm that earthly nations will crumble earthly kingdoms will be overthrown but the city of zion will not and i will say it's very hard to tell when these things are happening if you're in the middle of it you know it's very easy for us to say oh yeah china definitely not the kingdom of god russia definitely not the kingdom of god but we're sitting inside of america yeah so it's maybe it's a little bit harder for us to tell sometimes I, one of my shepherds at a congregation I was a part of years ago back in Texas actually was British, grew up in Great Britain, and he told me about his childhood when he asked his mom, I don't know how old he was, maybe 8, 9, 10, maybe an early teenager, I don't know. But he asked his mom, he said, you know, what about heaven? I, I, I want to go to heaven. How do we how do we make sure we're going to heaven? Because, you know, they, they didn't they weren't involved in a church. They weren't doing anything spiritually. But he you know, England has got this Church of England at school there. There was all kind of in the middle of it, but not really. And her her comment to him was, oh, Victor, you don't have to worry about that. You're British. And when we hear that, because that's a different country. We scoff and, oh, I can't believe anybody would say that. And yet I do know in my own country, when I see things that are not going the way I want, there is a part of me that acts like, oh, no, God's country is falling apart. But that is not God's country. God's country is his kingdom. Uh, It is manifested in his church. And that one is the city of Zion and the Lord dwells with us and it will win and it will be victorious. So the second direction I go, and and I know we got to wrap up here pretty quickly, but the second direction I go is when I start seeing even our nation, our earthly nation, attacking God's kingdom, I start getting really nervous. What if? What if? What if? What if they take away our freedom of speech? What if they take away our buildings? What if they take away our tax-exempt status? What if they start putting our preachers and elders in prison? What if they start declaring all that we teach hate speech? Here's what Psalm 46 tells me. Take refuge in the Lord. In the end, all those other nations are going to be judged and crumble. We take refuge in the Lord. His kingdom is always going to stand. Do you take some comfort from that, Jesse? Certainly. Let's pray about that. Father, please open our eyes. Help us to see the work that you do. Help us to set our eyes on your kingdom, your city. Lord, we know we are here for a time. We're here to do goodwill or do good works and do your will. But Lord, we also pray that we keep our faith and our eyes on you. In your son's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna, Christ is captain of the mighty throne.